Good morning. Good to see you today. We're going to take a break from Luke today. I know. Don't don't freak out. You know, we're going to take a break from Luke today. And uh, I want to share some things that God has that God has put in my heart concerning the future of Good News Church. And uh, I'm excited to share it with you this morning, um, confident how God is leading me. I want you to to turn your Bibles, if you have one or electronic device, to James chapter four, verse 13. We'll have it on the screens as well. James 4, 13. Come now, you who say today or tomorrow, we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, sins. So I want to share with you some things that God has made very clear to me. I'm going to take you on a very personal journey and uh, a spiritual journey that God has had me on. And this would be a good time to put your phone away and not be distracted by it because I really want you to lean in and listen. And I don't want you communicating through social media uh, what I'm sharing with you. I want you to hear my heart this morning. Eleven years ago, Good News Church was without a pastor. And I was asked to serve as the interim lead pastor. That means the temporary pastor. And uh, my wife and I said, yes, Lord, to that. And for five months, we served as the interim pastors here at Good News. And in that five-month journey, the deacon board of Good News came to me and they asked me, would you consider praying about being the lead pastor permanently here at Good News? And I said to him, well, I can't say that I won't pray about it, but I will say this. um, I have no dream in my heart to be the lead pastor of this church. It's just much bigger than me. And I said, but I'll pray. And so my wife and I, we leaned into prayer and I began to pray and God made very clear to me. He said, submit to the process, submit to the process. And so I did. I said, you know what? Uh, we are going to go until God says, no, we're going to submit to the process. And of course, a few months later, we were elected as the new pastors here at Good News Church. And the first three years of pastoring this church, uh, I'll tell you, was extremely difficult on, I think, all of us that were here at that time. And the church was going through a difficult season. We were hurting. We were wounded. We needed healing, and I believe God anointed me as your pastor to bring healing and unity and health to the body here at Good News. And about the fourth year of leading the church, God began to anoint me to lead the church into the future. So for the first three years, I was pastoring, I was caring, I was loving, I was healing. And then I began leading the church. And and, and when I say that, what I mean by this is God's spirit began to speak very clearly to me about the future of good news. And he said something to me at four o'clock one morning, and you've heard the story, prepare and equip for a season of influence. I knew it was God. So we began to discern what does that mean to prepare and equip? And we began to rebuild the foundations of prayer here at good news. 
And we launched the three prayer meetings that we're doing every day and big emphasis on prayer. We begin to rebuild our staff to, to a really powerful and unified staff. We begin to build buildings. In 28 months, we raised $3 million and we built a 14,000 square foot facility debt free. God was blessing us. We were preparing for the future. And then a few years ago, the Lord made very clear to me, it's time to now go and multiply. Go and multiply as a church, right? We'd been a church that's about addition, adding services, adding staff, adding buildings. Now it's time to go and to multiply. And so for the last couple of years, we've been discerning what does that look like? What does it mean? And it was very new for Good News Church. We've been a church that's been about addition for many, many years and about what's happening here in services. And we knew it was time to take what God was doing here and, and multiply it around Omaha and around the world. How do we do that? This is new for our church. This is new for me as a leader. And I began to realize that for us to multiply as a church and multiply our influence, we have to do what? We have to multiply leaders, right? I can't be making all the decisions. I can't be doing, you know, a lot of things that I'm doing. I should be delegating. I should be distributing and empowering other people to lead. So we hired Pastor Raphael as our executive pastor and and Pastor Jason Carter as our leadership development pastor. And we put into place a leadership development process, right? We've been to take steps. We've got an uh, 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 apprenticeship program and we have uh, uh, interns now. And we begin to lay down plans to go out and become a multi-site church. All this God leading us the whole time. And while we're doing this, I am processing in my heart a dream that God gave me about a year and a half ago. And I'll tell you what the dream was. In the dream, I was in a show choir. What are you laughing about? All right. Use your imagination. Right. So I'm in a sh- I didn't even know what a show choir was until my, my boys went to Westside High School and and uh, and uh, become became part of one of the most successful show choirs in the state and in the nation, you know, and they were incredible. So I always expect my boys to be, you know, incredible athletes. Now they're just incredible singers and dancers. And, you know, um, Praise God for that. So back to the dream. So I am in this dream and I am in this show choir, singing and dancing kind of show choir. And we're singing this song in this dream called I'll Fade Away. I'll Fade Away. I had never heard that song before. I have never heard it since. I only heard it in that dream and I'll never forget it. And so the choir is singing the song. And what's interesting is this song has a solo part in it. And there were a number of people in the choir that wanted the solo part. They wanted to sing the solo. But the director came to me and said, I want you to sing the solo. I want you to sing the solo. And I said, I'm not a soloist. I don't have this gift. Why are you asking me? Right. But I I refused to argue with him. And I said, you know what? I will submit and I will sing the solo. And so back to the song, we're singing the song, I'll fade away and I'm up front and I'm singing the solo. And as soon as I finish singing the solo, I fade back into the choir and everybody in the choir is on their knees like this. And we're all bowing down and we're singing the chorus, I'll fade away, I'll fade away. And then I woke up from my dream. And I knew it was a God dream, (laughs) but I didn't know what it meant. How many of you know God speaks through dreams today? And it was just a piece of what God was stirring in me and doing in my heart at the time. And God used the dream to do it. And I'm not a big dreamer. 
I don't have a lot of dreams, but the few dreams that I do have, it seems like God is speaking to me through those dreams. So I'm sorting through. God, what does I'll fade away mean? I knew that it had to do something, it had something to do with my leadership here at Good News. And initially, the way I began to interpret and apply, and apply the dream was, was not for me to disappear as a leader, but for me to appear less as a leader. And begin to empower others, right? To do what I don't need to be doing. So I can focus on doing what God has called me to do as a pastor. Praying, studying the word, and seeing and hearing what God has for the future. And allowing my amazing team to do so much of the other work of ministry. And that's simply good leadership, amen? And I began to do that, and and God began to bless that. But in my heart, I knew that the dream meant more And I've come to realize, and and the Spirit has made it very clear to me, that the dream is not, is not, it's not about changing how I lead. It's ultimately about changing who is leading. Who is leading. Now, what I'm about to say to you may come as a big surprise to you. um, And I can understand why, because I've been a pastor on this staff since 1996. That's 22 years. And I've been leading the church since 2007. And I've always told Carrie, as well as our staff, I've always told them, I will never quit, but I will finish. I will never quit, but I will finish. I just don't know the day that God is leading me to finish. But he'll let me know when it's time. And I want to share with you this morning that I know that I know that I know. The Spirit of God is leading me and he's telling me that it's time to finish. It's time to finish my assignment as lead pastor here at this great church. Every leader in every organization and every church needs to discern when it's time to finish. I've always said I don't want to be the guy that hangs on to a job, to a check or to security or, you know. I want to be the guy that hears from God and finishes when it's time to finish. The strategic planner inside of me said, no, now's not the time. Several years from now is the time. But the spirit of God in me is saying, no, now is the time. Paul came to a place and he told Timothy, he said, he said, I have run the race. I have finished. I have completed the assignment the Lord has given to me. I know my work in the kingdom is not finished, but I know my leadership role here at the church has come to a finish. Moses had to process when it was time for him to finish. He was a great leader that God raised up and and God used Moses to, to lead people out of slavery. God's people out of slavery and through this wilderness of learning that God could be trusted. And right up to the edge of the promised land, there Moses is with the people of God. And Moses can see the future. He can see that it's time to go and multiply. He can see that it's time to possess the land. But God said to him, yes, you will. my people will possess the land, the promised land, but you're not the one to lead them into it. I'm raising up another leader. And God raised up Joshua. And Joshua then, he began to pick up the baton in the kingdom. And he, he led God's people into the future that God had for them. 
Just like David, he wanted to build the temple. He wanted to build this beautiful place for the habitation of God, the presence of God to dwell. And God said, that temple will be built, but not by your hands, not by your leadership. And God raised up another leader to build the temple. And like Moses, I know that I have led you. I have led Good News Church as far as I can lead you. And it's time for me to finish. It's time for a new leader to lead the church into the future that God has for good news. And I don't know who that leader is, but I know this. God will reveal who that leader is. And what I know is this. I, am, I feel so strongly convicted about that, this, that if I remained as your lead pastor, I would hinder, I would hinder what God wants to do through Good News Church. I know it's time. And I want to be clear. Because some of you are wondering, okay, there's something behind this. There's nothing behind this but the Spirit of God. Let me share this with you. My resignation is not motivated by pressure from any one person or any group of people. I have not been fired. I have not been asked to resign. I am, I am, I am not leaving because I have been offered a bigger and better opportunity. Okay? I have not looked for a job. I have not been offered a job. I don't know where I'm going. I'll tell you this, I have not had a moral failure. I have done nothing to disqualify myself from spiritual leadership. Not at all. I'm not going to plant a church. Don't follow me. (laughs) I am moved by the Holy Spirit to make this decision. I know what God is leading me to do. And if it's time for me to go, (laughs) it's time for someone else to come. So good news can continue to be good news for all people. And I'm excited about the future God has for Good News Church. In Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, the Lord said to Abram, he said, leave your country, leave your people, and leave your father's household and go to the land that I will show you. And so in like manner, we are going, not knowing where we're going. Only know, the only thing we know is is God is leading us to go. We are stepping out in faith. We are following the God that we've come to know and to trust and to follow. Do I completely understand it? What do you think? Right? God never asked me to trust my understanding. He's always asked me and he's asked us to trust him. In the kingdom of God, God's ways are not our ways. His kingdom doesn't operate like our kingdom. There's not a lot of logic to it. And I'm a logical person. I'm a a strategy kind of guy. But before all of that, I am a spirit-led follower of Jesus Christ. And God is leading us in this way. And I want to say it's been an incredible honor to serve In this calling as lead pastor these past 11 years. And it's been a joy and privilege to work with such a wise and supportive board of deacons here. And I could not have accomplished what the spirit of God has led me to do. Has led me without this amazing staff that I have. They are are such a competent staff of pastors and directors and custodians and, and everybody. They're unified and they're amazing. And God brought them alongside of us. In this season to lead you where God has called us to lead you these last 11 years. And as I've said this many times, I'll say it again this morning. I'll say this. This is not my church. 
And it's not your church either. It's God's church. It's God's church. And God is building it. Jesus said, I will build my church. And the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. So God's doing a new thing here. He's going to continue to build, right? Everybody has their place. I have laid a foundation, Paul said, as an expert builder. And somebody else will come and will build on that foundation. And what is that foundation? It's Jesus Christ. We are incredibly grateful for the for good news sharing the past 22 years with us. Um, the Good News family really has become our family in many, many ways. And uh, the, the deacons asked me when I shared this with them, they said, how long have you been processing this decision? I said, how long have I been the lead pastor of Good News Church? <laughs> Every leader has to process when it's time to finish. And, um, and God has led us. Uh, our last Sunday with all of you will be Sunday, September the 9th. That's four weeks from now. Um, I want to get out of the way um, so God can continue to do what he's doing. We'll have four weeks together. And uh, next week, I want you to come back because I'm going to share more of the journey. I'm going to share some specific things. I don't know if it's a message, a preach, or what are you, a talk, or whatever you want to call it. But things that God has put on my heart that I need to share with you that I believe is, is going to be very, very important for you to hear. Um, so please come back next week. Understand that we are not leaving Omaha. Uh, we will, we're going to be around, we're going to be here, and, and, and over time, God will reveal what our next assignment will be in the kingdom. Uh, Carrie and I will be available to meet with you after the service today. We're going to be in rooms 201 through 203, and, and uh, we're not there for you to come and say goodbye. We're not saying goodbye, okay? But if you need help processing what's going on, we're there to help process with you. And if you want to meet with me anytime over the next four weeks, especially, um, I will make room and I will meet with you. And let's process the will of God together. Amen. Amen. Would you put your hands together for my wife? She's going to come and share a few words. Sorry to drop that bomb on you. You come in, you know, just expecting to just, you know, have a good worship service. Sorry about that. And if I start crying, you can try to ignore it. Good luck with that. Um, but, you know, I think that part of the surprise and shock um, for all of us is because we expected to roll Walt out of this sanctuary in either a wheelchair or a coffin. That was the way he was going out, right? And so, and then, you know, I never felt the need to buy a burial plot because I knew where Walt would be buried. He'd be buried right by that sign called Good News Church right there on the corner. And then ideally, you know, for some annual event, you could plant a tree on his behalf and put up a sign and he would be happy there. You know what I'm saying? So we might not be as surprised as you, but we're definitely surprised. You know, when Walt became the um, lead pastor of the church, you know, when you have, we had really young kids and um, Levi was the oldest, I think he was around in fourth grade. And, um, you know, when you first become a, a pastor's kid, it's like a really good thing because that means you can run around the church whenever you want, roll underneath the pews and get coffee, even though you're not old enough and raid the donuts in the ministry team lounge, you know, and that's like a big benefit of being a pastor's kid. And so when Walt became the pastor, he came up to Walt and he said, dad, I'm so happy. You're the boss of the church. And, and Walt took him by the shoulders immediately and said, Levi, I am not the boss of the church. God is the boss of the church. 
And that was the immediate start. And then when he got elected um, as pastor, it was like on a Sunday night. And Monday morning, he um, pulled into the parking lot. The top went up there. And there was a parking lot sign that said reserve, you know, for the pastor or whatever. And he walked into the office. And when I consider his first decision as being the pastor of the church, as he said, I want that sign going down because I don't want to be reminded every time I pull into the parking lot and come to work that people think I'm the boss of this church and that was his first decision that he had and we have spent our entire basically our entire adult life here we came right from college and this is the first church that walt was hired at out of bible college and we have spent literally our entire life since that decision of getting hired in our one bedroom apartment from a pastor al toledo that was visiting springfield and he hired us and we supernaturally came and um anyway we spent our entire adult life all three kids of our kids were born in omaha and our place that we were raised doesn't even feel like home anymore this is all that we know and so we have spent our whole life trying to pastor and love God and love um, you, the people of this church. Through multiple transitions, good and bad times, and everything else like that, what has always kept us here was a love for God and a love for you. And we felt like God had given us a like a special present, you know, to um, of a special present to have the opportunity to bring stable pastoral leadership to this church. And we all know that Walt is the definition of stability, right? And you're like telling me that it's like, yeah, right, whatever, you know. And so anyway, so we have spent, and you know, what? part of almost like what I feel like pride in is when somebody that was in the youth ministry, when you, we were youth pastors, after they, you know, become disillusioned with the church and, you know, whatever, and then they end up getting married and have kids, and then they will get a text from them, and they'll be like, it's the same phone number. And they'll say, are you still in Omaha? And we'll say, yes, we are. And that would make me so happy that we could pastor people, not just like for, whatever their junior year of high school but throughout their life and throughout their spiritual journey and i thought that that was so amazing and so every real event you know out of sincere love been motivated by you our belief that god God can transform you into real and new and different people because of his power and wanting to watch that in you and because we love you we have done all of that stuff so the same could be said of even building the buildings or whatever. And um, so we feel like um, like this decision is kind of like our last act of love for this church and for you. It's our last act of love because we understand that um, we believe that God has shown us that we're in order for you to keep going and for you, the church, to continue to explode and have his presence poured down. That it's like that's our gift so that the next person that um, God has anointed to lead is able to do that. And like Walt said, we feel like by not doing that, it's like a parent trying to get their kid to stay at home and never go to college. When a parent that loves their children, that has poured concrete or cleaned hotel rooms their entire life, and then when you see them and they end up going to medical school, how do you feel as a parent? 
Do you feel jealous? Oh, I'm just so jealous that they're doing better than me. Or do you feel so happy, so happy that they're doing so well and they're moving on in their life and they're going to surpass what you've ever done in your life. And that's the way we feel. As this church will grow in the future and explode in the future, we feel like we would never be jealous of that. We would only be so happy because all we want is for God's best in your life and God's best for this church because Walt is not the boss of this church and he never has been. And God knows just what you guys need. So we pray that God will continue to pour out his blessing on you. Nothing would make us happier than that. That you would, um, that you would grow in your relationship with Christ and continue to be transformed by him and to bring that transformation everywhere you go. So, um, how are you doing with ignoring me crying? Is that working out for you? Sorry about that. Anyway, so, so drink a cup of coffee with extra whip topping today. Eat an Eileen's cookies with extra frosting. Double fry your chicken. Get an extra package of ranch. Watch an extra episode on Netflix or give your dog a piece of roast beef. Because sometimes closing a chapter can really stink. But remember, this is our act of love for you and we look into your bright future and we feel so much pride in all that God has done and is doing in you and that we could be a small part of it. So thank you for letting us do that. And it's with extreme happiness that we'll be able to watch God's future in you. Thank you. Thank you. Now you can be seated. When I resigned as the youth pastor back in the year 2000, uh, it was down in the student auditorium here at Good News. And I shared the news and kids were processing and some were crying and some were just sitting there. I, I don't know what to do with this. Uh, and after the, the service, one young lady came up to me and she was crying. And I was thinking, okay, she needs me to comfort her, you know, to say some words of encouragement. So I began to approach her and I, and I walked up to her and she looked up at me and she said, I'm so happy. <laughs> I've been praying for this to happen for so long. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. Praise the Lord, you know. I, so uh, if you're crying tears of joy or, ha, uh, ha, or, or sadness today, we, we cry with you. We process with you. Um, and I hope that you will um, not hear your emotions, but hear the Spirit of God living in you as you're processing this as well. And, and you know, the best way to process change is to focus, in, focus in on what doesn't change. Okay? feels like a big change, but there's so many big things that are not changing. God has not changed. His mission has not. His, his church has not changed. And what God wants to do through good news has not changed. It's still time to go and to multiply. God's going to raise up a different leader to lead you there. There's some other great things that have not changed. We have an incredible staff here, very competent, very unified, that will continue to lead the ministries of the church. We have an amazing board of deacons full of the spirit, full of wisdom that are going to lead through this pastoral search process. And we have you. You've not changed. You still know how to look to the God who doesn't change. You still know how to pray and call on his name and bring the kingdom of God from heaven down to earth here at Good News. 
So those are some great things. I'm going to invite our deacon board to join me on the platform at this time. Um, the way Good News Church functions is this. It is, it's a pastor-led church, um, but it's a, 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 a board-governed church. Okay? So the pastor, the lead pastor myself, I lead the church, but we're governed by a board of directors or a board of deacons. And we have seven of them here at Good News that I have the privilege to work with. And John Hudson is one of our deacons. He is also the secretary, or excuse me, the treasurer of our board and was recently elected by this group of deacons to serve as the, the chairman of the pastoral search committee. And so John's going to come at this time and he's going to share just kind of some next steps of what's going to happen. So would you welcome John this morning? Good morning, Good News Church. Thank you, Pastor Walt and Carrie. We appreciate you. We love you. We appreciate your, your leading, your guidance, your spiritual prowess. And as I said last week, um, we are impressed with your devotion to obedience to God. And we, we uh, follow you in that. We know that you trust the Lord, that you've heard the Lord, and we are trusting that with you. And so we trust the Lord. And we're asking you, Good News Church, to do the same. We know that we, we serve a God who we can trust and that we will trust through this process. We know it's difficult, but we also know we have time. We have God on our side, right? Amen? Amen. And now we must be obedient as we move forward and flow through this process. And a couple of the guys have something to say. Thanks, John. Good morning. Uh, I'm Bobby Clark. Uh, I've had the unique privilege of being um, and blessed of being on staff um, as well as being uh, a deacon. And um, I've had the privilege of calling Pastor Walton Carey friend um, when my wife was diagnosed with cancer um, and we were going to the appointments. Carrie was with us at every appointment. And uh, uh, the integrity, the kindness, the love that this man and this woman have displayed is commendable. Um, because of their leadership, we are a healthy body. We're healthy financially. We're healthy spiritually, most importantly. We are healthy structurally. We are a body that is in unity, a body of community. Amen? And so we are godly, grateful for them. Um, and so as God, by way of the Holy Spirit, has spoken to Pastor Walt, um, he speaks to us individually and collectively. So the question is, is, okay, Lord, what are you saying? What are you speaking to us individually and collectively? And I believe that the Lord is calling us to a higher height and a deeper depth. There is a song, and one of the verses says, when your spirit speaks to me with my whole heart, I will agree. And my answer will be, yes, Lord, yes. So may our answer be, yes, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Bobby. My name is Daley Davis, and I'm also privileged to be one of the Deacon board members. And also want to thank Pastor Walt and Carrie for just your incredible love and service to this congregation. Um, I want to just use one word, uncommon, uncommon. How many times have you heard of a pastor who hears from the Lord and 
willfully listens in obedience and says, yes, Lord. Very uncommon. And we're very grateful to you for your listening. And we believe that God has spoken to you and we're supporting you in that decision. It's not an easy thing for us to do, but we understand that you're answering God's call. And so our, our call to the, church body, to the church body as you're processing through all this is to pray with us. To understand that God has called Pastor Walt and Carrie to take this uh, step of faith and of leadership. And we're asking each one of you to do the same with us. I just want to read a few words from uh, Hebrews 11, starting from chapter 1. I'm going to jump around a bit. I'm not going to be very long, but just uh, bear with me. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. I'm going to jump to chapter 8, verse 8. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going, and even when he reached the land God promised him, he lived there by faith. And I'm then going to go to the end of uh, the chapter here, uh, verse 39. All these people earned a good reputation because of their faith. For God had something better in mind for us so that they would not reach perfection without us. God has something better for Good News Church. Not better than Pastor Wall, but better for the church. Because he is God and he Pastor Walt is taking an uncommon step of faith and we are asking that you also take this step of faith with us and join us through your prayers, through your belief that the same God who's asking us to do this is going to be with us, is going to watch over us and is going to enable us to do this well. And our promise to you as a deacon body is that we're going to walk alongside you and we're going to make sure that we're accountable and we do everything to listen to what God is calling us to do in this season. Amen. Thank you, Dr. Daly. Good morning, good news. You know, when uh, we walked into our board meeting uh, and Pastor Walt came in and as he began his conversation with us, uh, he only got about three sentences and I knew in my heart what was going to happen. You see, I've been in this church 35 years, and I've seen this transition take place, you know, several times. And I've been a part of it uh, and a couple of times. And, uh, but I'm so grateful uh, that Pastor Walt is being obedient, that he uh, has always been open. We've always had a good relationship with the board. I've served with some wise men here. Uh, to be a part of this here. I, matter of fact, I told him I'm the oldest one deacon here, so. <laughs> but somebody said I'm the best looking one, so okay, we're going for that. <laughs> but I was in the process of uh, doing Pastor Walt's annual review after he was here for a couple of years, and, and, uh, and I pulled out of my file <clears throat> That review uh, from December of 2010. And I'm just going to read a couple of paragraphs from here that, that, that I stated. 
It says, I believe Pastor Walt's vision for good news, and I'm, it was glad tidings in, but I'm going to use good news now so I can get used to that. I believe Pastor Walt's vision for good news is God-inspired, and the integrity of his leadership is a breath of fresh air. And at that time, it really was. Pastor Walt acknowledges his dependence on God's guidance and spiritual supervision as we journey together with the Good News Church family to New Horizons. And the last, ver- last sentence in this letter was, I'm pleased to say that the Board of Deacons fully support Pastor Walt and Carrie DeVries as a lead Good News Church to be a spiritual influence in our city and around the world. And that haven't changed. We talk about things that don't change, that haven't changed, and that will change. I believe that God is going to take us to new horizons, to greater things, not only for me and the church, for you, but also for the, walk, for the debris. A greater things are yet to come, and there's greater things to be done in this city. And I believe Good News Church is going to be a part of that. I believe we're going to have a greater level of influence. We're going to have a greater awareness of God's presence a greater manifestation of his power, a greater harvesting of souls, a greater vision, and a greater anointing that's going to take place. And we're all going to be a part of that. If you hold the course, if you don't waver, stay with us in prayer, praying to see what God is going to do. You can mark this day, and you will know that this was a day that God began to do greater things with Good News Church. I'm going to ask the pastors and their wives to come up and the directors, if you would come up, we're going to pray. Greater expectations. I hope there's a great expectation in your heart. What are you expecting God to do? He's a big God. I think someone just said we should pray uh, more bolder prayers and bigger prayers and greater prayers. Greater expectation. This is what God wants us to do. We cannot, I think, or imagine what God is going to do if we believe and trust in him. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord God, for this is a day that you have made, and we will be glad and we rejoice in it. God, we thank you that you are the head of this church, that Jesus, we're looking unto Jesus, who's the head of this church, the author and the finisher of our faith. God, we thank you, Lord God, that you have called us for such a time as this to be an influence in this city, to be an influence in the world, around the world. God, we thank you for these pastors who have labored tirelessly, have given their all that we can be the people of God, taking a message of good news to this city and around the world. Father, we ask your blessings upon them. We ask, Lord God, your guidance and direction for this body of Christ, for the Good News Church. God, we commit it to you. Into your hands, we commit Good News Church. Into your hands, we commit to the breeze. In Jesus' name, and all of God's people say amen. 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 So Good News Church, we know you may have questions, um, and we will be 
available after the service to, to address those questions. But we want, to, want you to know that we will keep you informed throughout the process as we uh, go through our process through the, for our pastoral search. Uh, if you at any time have questions and you want to talk to any of the board members or myself, please reach out to us and we will do the best we can to answer your questions. Also, Pastor Walton Carey will be available after the service uh, as a reminder. Uh, there will be an update on the website this afternoon, um, so you'll see a little bit of information there. The first step for us um, as the deacon board is to accept pastor's resignation, and we have. Uh, pastor Walt's last official Sunday as, as our lead pastor will be September 9th, 2018. The second step is to nominate an interim lead pastor. The interim lead pastor will act in the full capacity of our lead pastor until a lead pastor is elected. The board nominated one individual and it is our honor to present to you, Good News Church, our, your interim lead pastor, Pastor Raphael Aristi. Thank you. You may be seated. Thank you, Dr. Huxon. So, what feelings are rushing through your body at this moment? I can tell you that for the last week, my wife and I and our team have experienced many ups and downs. You know, feelings are not to be trusted, but they're there. You know, first comes the feeling of disbelief. This is not really happening. Denial. Nah. We could change his mind. <laughs> Amen. You know, there's the point of grieving then and the sadness that goes. Because as I told Pastor Walt, he's the coach that recruited me. I was minding my own business in corporate America, making money. <laughs> but everything that I've learned... In ministry, I attribute to this man and a few others that have taught me a lot. So how do you respond? Pastor Jason said this week, he said, you know, the world responds, but the body of Christ. No, the world reacts, but the body of Christ responds. And that's what we're doing. Pastor has chosen to respond to the voice of the spirit. As he called Pastor Mark and I into his office and we're faced with him and Carrie there. Uh-oh, that's not normally how we have meetings here. Then he proceeded to share with us what God was saying. I walked out of here a week, to, a week ago this past Friday with all sorts of feelings. And that Saturday morning as I could not sleep and I went into my backyard and sat there in the porch asking God all kinds of questions because that's who I am. That's who has, he has made me to be. I started writing down how I felt and I normally do not do that. I know many of you journal. I don't do that. The only things I write is when I feel God is saying something and I need to remember it. That's it. But this Saturday morning I started asking God why. And I started saying how was this possible how is this going to benefit the church? What do we go from here? 
I don't see, I don't understand this, God. I don't understand how this is going to impact the church. Do not understand how this will impact me, my family, or our team. And the Holy Spirit, in the midst of my pity party, interrupted me and said, Raphael, you can trust me. Raphael, you can trust me. And today, this morning, Good News Church, God is saying those same words to each and every one of us. Good News Church, you can trust me. So what did I do? I wrote on my journal that morning, God, you are trustworthy. This is a tough decision that the debris have made. It's as Abraham, as pastor already shared. Abraham had to leave the comfort and security and safety of his country, of his home, in order to embark on a journey that God was going to show him. So for the sake of the faithfulness of God and for the sake of the promises of God, then Abraham set out to do so. And that's what pastor is doing. So as I process this decision... And I struggle with the fact that I did not see it coming and with the fact that it seems so sudden, so immediate in my mind. God took me to the word, to his word. And asked me to read Genesis chapter 22. And in Genesis chapter 22, we find the story of Abraham and God having a conversation about Isaac, the promised son. And in it, God says to Abraham, Abraham, take your son, Isaac, your only son, the son whom you love. And offer, them to, offer him to me as a burnt offering, as a sacrifice on the mountain that I will show you. That to me is breathtaking that God will ask that. But what verse 3 says in Genesis chapter 2 is even more Surprising to me. The Bible says that then Abraham early in the morning made preparations with the wood and the servants and took his son Isaac. And as I read that, how long would it have taken me to make that decision? Pastor Walt heard from God. And the next morning he made preparations for the journey. That swift obedience church. He's modeling to us what it looks like to hear from heaven and move in a direction that God has not, not clearly showed us. So, as Pastor Walt said, during the season of change, we need to focus in what's unchanging. And right now, what's unchanging is our God will never change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So our focus must be on Jesus. And that sign, Carrie, that was gone. I praise God that that sign went away. It was a physical representation of what God wanted to do here. And you guys are now a physical representation of what God wants to do through Good News. And I applaud you for that. Thank you. So some of you may be thinking, okay, what's happening? What's going to happen with the, with the go and multiply? What will happen with this second campus launch that we're talking about? As pastor said, the vision for God's church 
to go and impact the world with a gospel will not change. And the vision that God is calling good news to do, to go and multiply. Because Jesus is worthy to be praised of all unchurched and all unreached peoples of the world is not changing. So what are we doing? We will hit the pause button on the informational meeting that we have scheduled for tonight for the second campus. Also, we're hitting the pause button on the launch, on the timing of the launch of Easter of 2019. Now, I want you to hear me because we have said we're going to hit the pause button. We, as a church, as a board of deacons, with our lead pastor. We did not say we're going to hit the stop button. Big difference. Pause is for a moment. Stop is done. We're not stopping because God is not stopping. Amen. All right. So as we continue in the service and Pastor Wall is going to come and he's going to pray for us. And you guys would join in prayer. And I, and I ask all of you to stand at this moment. And then we're going to be closing with the with the chorus together and get our focus on Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Raphael. And. Uh... Church, we're going to pray right now. We're going to just, uh, we're going to pray what Jesus prayed. And when his disciples said, hey, teach us how to pray, he said, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Let's focus on that right now. God, I thank you that you are our Father. You're not just this transcendent God out there that we can't know personally and intimately. You are our Father. And we're so grateful for that. And I pray today that uh, you being our father and you being holy, God, that you would deliver to earth your kingdom. God, deliver your rule and your reign to the earth through Good News Church. God, I thank you that you have established this church not to be this nice, comfortable place for people to gather and worship. But God, you've called this church to be a gathering place so we can be scattered to the nations so that we can go and proclaim all that you have done. God, we know that's where we're going because you've called us to go there. But I pray that today in this moment, God, of processing your will, God, I pray that, God, we would hear your spirit, each one of us. And that, God, your spirit would be shouting to us more than our emotions today. God, we embrace you and we embrace your will. And we say, yes, Lord. We say, yes, Lord, as a church. God, we trust you. We lean not on our own understanding. But in all of our ways, we acknowledge you. And God, you will make our path straight. You will direct our paths. We're thankful for that today. God, minister to every person here today in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. I want you to lift your hands right now and begin to worship Jesus. Begin to worship him right now. We're going to sing and worship together as we close this service. I'm going to slip out while you're worshiping just so I can get to that room that you can visit. But let's lift our hands right now. God, we bless you. We praise you today. Jesus' name.